moment we've been waiting for is here. Previously on the Woody and Wilcox Show. Most people who have listened to the Woody and Wilcox Show know that they can't trust Wilcox or Chelsea to keep their finger on the pulse of what's going on and what's cool in the world. They, They come to me for things like that. And I got to tell you, I'm a little upset with a new trend that is just hitting for the holidays. This is a little bit of an offshoot of something that we had last year. You know, uh, dudes who have those really thick, full beards. Remember last year, some of them were putting Christmas tree ornaments in their beard. I've taken the liberty of posting a picture on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page. Just to remind you, that was the cool thing last year. The cool thing this year is even more disturbing as glitter beards for the holidays are apparently a thing. Glitter beards? Yes. Taking copious amounts of glitter and applying it to your beard as you walk around to, you know, celebrate in a festive holiday way. Telling the world that, yes, you are a hipster. You set the trends. You don't follow them by putting glitter in your beard. Are you getting this from a newsletter? Where Who says this is the thing, and why do you believe it? Just a cutting-edge operation known as MTV. Was it proven that anybody ever did it last year? No. This is just one of those made-up things to put in your stupidest thing you can talk about today newsletter so people like you will talk about it. Like guys wearing capes, you know, when they ever, mm-hmm. every year they come out at the end of the year, they say, here's the trendy thing for next year. Right. And it's something like that. Is this something you want to do? And so you're trying to uh, spread it, so to speak? No, I think this is something that we need to put our foot down. And anybody who does something like this needs to be taken out of the gene pool. I think that may be a little harsh. A little bit. I yeah, I feel like there are worse things. <laughs> no, there's it's nothing. Fun. I don't know why no. you would give a rat's ass. Beer. Well, because... no, because then it can get on you. And as Woody does say, glitter's the herpes of the craft world. Thank you. I'd rather have you as put a Christmas. As Woody says, glitter is the herpes of the craft world. I stole it from somebody who tweeted at us. That. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> okay. So do you want a man's glitter getting on you? Wilcox is a fan of a man getting <laughs> just, all over him. Yes. No, if you're going to decorate your beard, have it not affect me. Thank you. Who's decorating their beard? I mean, the whole thing is these people. Mm. Woody, according to Woody, it's real. Last it's a year, thing. last year it was balls. This year it's glitter. You mean Christmas balls in your beard as Bobbles. in ornaments? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you just need to be more specific when you throw it out there the okay. way you just did. Okay, yeah. Some people thought it was actual balls in the beard. Sorry. No, I thought you meant some people were decorating that other part of their body <laughs> is what I thought you meant initially. Last year, they were decorating their balls. This year, it's beards. That's what you just said. I'm trying to clarify for someone who doesn't follow along as closely as I am. Well, that I could get on board with. I'm sure you could. <laughs> How would you display that? <laughs> Not legally. No. I be all over the place. Very short shorts. <laughs> Stand on the ladder. Have someone hold it for you. Is that is that tinsel coming out of your pants? <laughs> Surprise! Merry Christmas. Several people remarking that they have applied glitter to different parts of their body hair with no record of success. Like vajazzling? Sort of. Nathan says, I was going to do glitter down there for my girlfriend, but she turned me down. Like she did it and then saw it and was like, no thanks. I think he was doing it to himself as in like, look at this. 
She's like, mm, I don't want to. I don't want glitter in my. Shannon raises an interesting point, less about the uh, glitter on other parts of your body, but when it comes to the beard, he says anything as long as you don't eat your beard. One thing led to another, and before I noted, it, there was knives and guns, and they cut my beard and forced me to eat it. Would it be worse if they put glitter in his beard and forced him to eat it? I think it probably yeah. would be, yeah. Pretty much any time we talk about beards, we're going to play that clip, right? <laughs> like, let's just go ahead and make From that a roll. To the good Lord's ears, I pray that that is the accurate. Uh, well, yes. I, I'm hoping people continue to brainstorm next year's idea so we can really be ready for it. Like, how you're going to decorate that thing. What's left? Uh, tiny um, candy canes. The elf on the shelf. Mads on the Twitter page Is it possible to put a little Santa hit hat on the tip of your beard? Is that a thing? Probably. Uh, doves, real doves. or fake, doesn't matter. The whole entire 12 days of Christmas, Piper's piping just coming right out of the beard. Maids milking. <laughs> ladies in dancing. Your beard. You've got ladies milking your beard right now. 844-4WW show. Look. Uh, I can't work today. I'm milking a dude's beard. <laughs> tuggy, tuggy, tug. Yeah. Right. Giving the beard a little tuggy, tuggy, tug. And he jerked them off. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a different Ooh. type of milking. Well, you know, start now. Start planning for a... Okay. Stop it. That's Will Cox milking a beard right there. (laughs) The following program is for entertainment purposes only. Really? That's amazing. It's the Woody and Will Cox Show. They simply couldn't imagine being without each other with Woody. Ah, what the hell is the matter with you? And Wilcox. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. This is insanity! The Woody and Wilcox Show. This is like, you know, when you're getting your legs waxed and they whip that thing off real fast. That's what this is like. And now, it's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I've been through this a million times in all my years in the theater. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Let's just do a good show, okay? Everybody do a good show. Well, I guess it was yesterday that we found out that it was official that the St. Louis Rams are moving to Los Angeles. Now, you may not be a football fan, and I get that. I always find it interesting, and I, of course, am a sports fan, but I think it's interesting on other levels when teams move. Because it's a big deal to those cities, even if the people in those cities are not fans of the team. And it's a little bit interesting in this case, because if you don't know, the Rams used to be in L.A., and then they went to St. Louis, and now they're going back to L.A. But in the midst of this whole process, something has surfaced that I never knew existed. And why I never knew it existed, I feel terrible about, and I don't know. I'm talking, of course, about the fight song that the former L.A. Rams put together back in the 80s called Ram It. (laughs) You remember when the uh, Chicago Bears did the Super Bowl shuffle and that was all the rage where players got in their uniform and did a video and sang? We're not here to cause no trouble. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Well, did you know there was a song called Ram It that featured the former Los Angeles Rams singing? Let me give you a little sample of that. Hey, 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 hey,
worst aerobic exercise video you've ever seen and now replace the women in their leg warmers and one pieces with the entire Los Angeles Rams football team in their uniforms doing moves and dancing while singing the song Ram It. in the Los Angeles area. You actually grew up in Anaheim, Woody. Right, right where The, the I, where former they home of the Los Angeles Rams. Yes. Explain yourself. Why have they done this, and did you know about it, and why haven't you told us? I did not know about it. Um, 80, I, I, I want to say 86. 1986 is when this was done. I see you posted on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page the video, Ram It. <laughs> it sounds like a parody. It sounds mm-hmm. like SNL was like, hey, let's do a parody of like some of those old school songs that teams used to be. It's mm-hmm. not. This is legit. I've seen dead bodies that weren't as stiff as those guys trying to dance. Wait, we haven't bad. we haven't gotten to the part where the individual players do their own, you know, their solos. own oh, it solos. Gets, it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. I like to ram it as you can see nobody likes ram it more than me I, I'm without speech. Without. They call me Zeta. Nobody dresses sweeter. But under this cool is a quarterback mistreater. I come from the end, looking for the sack. I don't stop coming until I put him on the back. This is limousine with it. My moves are like wait, 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 wait. Did he say something about I don't stop coming until I put him on their back? They call me Zeta. Nobody dresses sweeter. But under this cool is a quarterback mistreater. I come from the end, looking for the sack. I don't stop coming until I put him on the back. Limousine with it, my yes. moves are like dreams. They call me the demon on special team. I know how to rock from the toes to the head. When I pull the trigger, I'll knock you dead. Well, I'm out man from West VA. They call me Herc and I came to play. I learned long ago to ram it just right. You can ram it all day and ram it all night. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. How much do you love the dab now? Thanks to Bill on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page who says, I'm surprised Green Bay at that time didn't do packet. <laughs> just pack it. Yeah. You know Whoa, how to pack it. it. Just pack it. And Bill, you, you can pack it all night. <laughs> if you do it just the right. morning light, just pack it. Because think about it. There are a lot of teams where you could do that with uh, Jacksonville, which wasn't around in 86. But when they came out, they could have been jacket. You know how to jack it, just jack it. Jack it, all right. You can jack it all night. Just jack it. Well, that wouldn't make any sense at all, though, would it? It's funny, though, for those that don't remember, the uh, Chargers had a song as well. Now, it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the players singing this, but uh, you may or may not be familiar with the San Diego Super Chargers song.
did anybody think these were good ideas? How effeminate did it have to be in order to make the cut? We're coming your way. We're going to dazzle you with our plays. That sounds great. Write that down. We're going to sing about that for our football team. The time has come. You know we're shooting for number one. <laughs> number one. All right. Seriously? How lame was that? Watch this. You have to. Mandatory as a citizen of the United States of America. The Woody and Wilcox Facebook page is where you can find it. Ram it all night. The Woody and Wilcox Show. I'm feeling sad today. What's wrong, buddy? I don't know if you saw, but the USDA announced yesterday that they're going to stop referring to small raisins as midgets. No. That's what has me sad. I'm sorry, small raisins were referred to as midgets? Yeah, until yesterday I had no idea that small raisins <laughs> um, were never, referred to. I've never heard that. You're Chelsea, saying that's an official I, term? Yes, it is. I don't even know what you're talking about with a small raisin. Aren't all raisins small, like by definition? That is true. But there are smaller ones than other ones that are usually reserved for baking. And the United States government, the USDA, has a committee which runs the nation's raisin reserve. (laughs) What? Has promised to stop using the term midget to describe the smallest of the raisins that are sold. This is at the behest of the little people of America an advocacy group for people who are four foot ten and under. Over two years ago, they got wind that the USDA was still using what they refer to as the M word, midget, to describe small raisins and asked. And so for two years, the USDA has been thinking about it going, I'm sure there was a lot of hand-wringing at committee meetings. Do we keep calling small raisins midgets or not? Yeah, and yesterday they finally decided, you know what? It's time It's time we enter the 21st century and drop the M word from describing the smallest of raisins usually reserved for baking. Are they going to call them something else? Because obviously that's the next step. If you can't call a small raisin a midget, what are they proposing that you do call them? Has that not come up? No. Small raisins? I mean, it it sounds ridiculous. Part of the PC problem is get rid of that word. We're offended by it. No one even knew that that was a thing. I agree. And now we do. So I think it's worse. Who knew there was an extra small raisin called a midget? Did you know that this applies to pickles as well? As what he was talking, I've been Googling. I thought those were gherkins. In February, the makers of Cane's Pickles agreed to change the name of its kosher dill midgets after receiving complaints. The USDA grade standard for midget pickles, too, which was the same as the raisins. Never heard of a midget pickle. Some companies also make, quote, midget pretzels. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a tiny pretzel. This is so ridiculous. Both terms are on the advocacy group's radar. 
So are schools that use midgets as their mascots, which is something else I wasn't familiar with. Who does that? Don't know. I don't know what we're going to do about midget car racing. Try it. Is that That's next? a thing. That's Is a that legitimate next? thing. We'll have to call it small raisin car racing. <laughs> <laughs> Little pickle racing. Right. Hmm? That's what you do every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perry is very upset saying, what about Tootsie Roll midgets? I didn't know that was a thing either, but he said his world is now turned upside down if they're going to change the name of those. Oh, I, I, I love their first album. I gotta tell you. Was, <laughs> man, you can really dance to it. <laughs> See, to me, here's the thing, and, all, and I, it, we sort of have fun with this, but in all seriousness, I feel like doesn't it help to water down the actual word? I mean, if you're a person under 410, which is apparently the height restriction to be in the Little People of America Association, doesn't it help if the word midget is used for other things like food and kids' football leagues to sort of pull the attention away from that word solely being used as something that I guess you find derogatory for someone of small height? Doesn't that help as opposed to hurt? That's the way it strikes me in my head. Because it's, it's an accepted word. It doesn't mean anything negative. Do you see what I'm saying? Is it even still an issue? Like, even before you think about changing the name of raisins, does anybody use the term midget in a derogatory sense? My dad calls me that as a nickname. I'm not offended by it. I don't know. It's it's fascinating to me. Obviously, they do. I mean, they filed the petition and went through all this effort, so they obviously do find it offensive. But to me, if they were using it for all these other things like midget car racing and so forth, it loses that whatever negative connotation that it had. I don't know. I just don't get it. You know what? There's so many other pieces of information that you shared that I had no idea about, including the fact that, Chelsea, I think you're almost able to join that group. What was the height requirement? Uh, People who are 4'10 and under. You're not 4'10". You're over you're No, over but feet. when on my grandmother's age, I will be. So not too far above. Did yeah. you know that you were eligible to join the, the Little People of America? Are you? So you're excited that I'm so close to I would little person status? Be. Just the fact that there's another group of folks that maybe you could endear yourself to. You know, if this sort of thing doesn't work out, maybe you could always join up with the Little People of America. Do you hear what you're saying? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I do. Why? I think that would be fun for you. You'd be sort of their leader because you'd be the tallest. You sure would be the center on their basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, you know, it's all relative, right, Chelsea? You're in I mean, one realm here, but in that realm. By day, you know, you're crusading to get rid of the term referring to the smallest raisins by night. You're, you're crushing dunks on dudes. <laughs> you're doing 360 slams like there's no tomorrow. Right. And playing basketball. You're shaking your hand like Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> I'll settle for being the shortest here, but obviously the smartest as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going not gonna, to not gonna argue that point. It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. Woody and I are going to share three stories with you here as part of It Happened in Florida. They're all true stories, but one of them happened in this troubled state that we like to call Florida. And if you spot that story first, well, that's how you win. 
4WW show is the way to get through. Woody's got story number one. When you become a parent, it's important the name you choose for your child. You guys would agree. Yes. Wilcox, you're a parent. Chelsea, you're a parent. Or, or you know, you sit there and you, you go. Well, she is a parent. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but when you were choosing the name, like the guy in story number one, his parents named him Budweiser. Bud is his first name. Wiser is his last name. It's biblical, I think. You, you think there was a Budweiser in, <laughs> I think so, yeah. in the Bible? Maybe I'm thinking of Bud Light. Well, since he's on it happened in Florida now, what do you think Budweiser was arrested for? DUI. DUI. Great guess, Chelsea. Uh, nope. An infant was arrested for no, DUI. He's 19 now. Oh. Uh, stealing beer. Stealing beer. Another great guess. No, Budweiser was arrested for trespassing at the Budweiser Brewery. Seems like he ought to have a get-in free card or something. That's what I would think. He's too young. They found him in a secured area of the Budweiser Brewery and asked for him uh, to produce some identification, to which he said, no, it's all right. My name's on the outside. Look, handed them his ID where it did say Budweiser. He has pleaded guilty to second-degree burglary charges uh, related to another thing, but this was the arrest for trespassing that got him into hot water. Was it in Florida where he's like, look, my name's on the outside. It must be okay for me to trespass. Story number two, I'm going to ask you guys to ring in on this one. When you hear about a man being arrested fully nude, what do you imagine that he has done? Anybody? Uh Bath salts. Bath salts. Not what I'm looking for. What he has done criminally or what, what drugs he, he has what, taken. No, no. What he has done well, he's naked. to get arrested fully nude. It's something other than simply being naked, though, Chelsea. You're right. That's frowned upon in public. But this is a crime committed while nude. Streaking through the quad. Streaking through the quad. How mm. Will Ferrellian of you. Rubbing it on a lamppost. Rubbing it on a <laughs> lamppost. I don't know why I continue to ask you guys these things. The odds, the answer is so obvious. Rubbing it on a lamppost. <laughs> he was backing it up and dropping it like it's hot. <laughs> We've had that before, though, so don't give her that right. many buzzers. I had an ex-boyfriend who did that, but it was a... Not a lamppost? Everyone in this room is now dumber. He was arrested for driving a FedEx truck nude. Duh. Isn't it pretty obvious? It we've heard been. it once. We've heard it a million times. Nude FedEx truck driving is sweeping the nation. Sort of a gateway crime. Next Wait. thing you know, you're flying a FedEx plane nude. Was he employed by FedEx and just decided to take was, off his clothes? He was not. And I should specify, honestly, he wasn't actually driving. He approached the driver of a FedEx truck who was, and I'm quoting from the police report, removing a package from the rear. <laughs> I think they mean of the truck. Uh-huh. When the nude man approached him and demanded the keys. <laughs> and you bend over. I'm going to need to get this barcode. The man hands over his keys, that's the employee, to the naked man, who then doesn't know how to drive a stick. After trying for several minutes to drive the truck nude, he bails and runs away.
Like so many nude FedEx drivers do. Was he armed and naked? Because why would you just be like, okay, here's the keys, naked man. I can't fight you off with my package I, in the I rear. I bet oh. it's some sort of like company. Oh, he, he had a weapon, Chelsea. Who's <laughs> swinging the shillelagh? Was it Florida <laughs> is the question for you. 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's got the third and final. Did you guys ever buy lunch when you were in high school? Of course. Sure. Was it good? Sometimes. Yeah. Did you ever complain that there were, I don't know, something wrong with it? Like, oh, I bet this stuff's got worms in it. No, it was a biscuit. It was a, you just ate a biscuit all through <laughs> high school? Just one? That's all you ever ate? Is that one time? What Dainty does that mean? bitch over there. Did you do it in the bathroom? I'm just going to have a little crumb. Tell her to go eat her biscuit in the bathroom. Uh, the reason I bring it up is several high school kids were complaining and elementary <laughs> school kids were complaining, man, this stuff tastes like it's got worms in it. And that's because it did have worms in it. They have recalled the rice and several other portions of the school lunch after worms, live worms, were found in it. After further inspection, several other students found dead worms in their meal. You feel like you'd see that before you popped it in the old pie hole? That was crystal. I got it. Was it in Florida? Yes, Chelsea. Does it just feel smaller because you're bigger? Yeah. (laughs) Al, all three stories are true. One of them went down in Florida. Can you tell us which one? Oh, let's see. I'm going to have to try and go with number two. If they can wake up uh, naked in a grease dumpster down there, they can also take a FedEx truck. I I like how you talked it out. You're wrong. Yeah, oh, unfortunately, wow. not true in this case. Uh, California is where it went down. Coachella, to be exact. The nude man unable to drive the FedEx truck, although uh, certainly didn't go as far as, quote, rubbing it on a lamppost. Raymond? Uh, I'm going to go with number three. Story number three. Yeah. <laughs> Orange County, Florida, is where several live worms and even more dead worms were found in the lunches of students there. There was a note sent home to parents. Hey, parents, uh, your kid's lunch had worms in it. Thanks. And Budweiser, actually, St. Louis, Missouri, the uh, Budweiser Brewery right there is where they found him, Budweiser, in his own brewery. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So we heard about a uh, 30-foot-tall minion that had fallen across the road, and uh, folks had probably had to call in and say they weren't going to make it into work that day because there was a minion in the road. Uh, Led us down the path of the odd excuses that you've heard used for calling in sick or calling in for whatever reason to uh, work. Thanks to uh, those of you that have chimed in on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page. Matt says, literally this morning I had an employee call in, say they couldn't make it because their hemorrhoids wouldn't stop bleeding. at that point you just go ahead and you claim a medical issue not necessary really to totally divulge all that's going on down there i don't i just don't that's not really we actually had a microphone right next to it it sounded like this some people don't understand the concept of oversharing well and, I, and frankly I, that happens a lot on this show that's but. true Fair. oh there's the audio of the actual issue well all right, 844-4WW-SHOW is the way that you can get through to share your stories. Uh, Natalie's on the line. has got a story for us. Natalie, is, uh, what's your excuse thing? 
Yeah, um, when I was an intern in school uh, a couple years back, I actually uh, had to call in uh, to my boss late because I got stuck on the highway behind an airplane, and it ended up to be in that miracle on the Hudson airplane. <laughs> well, it wasn't moving, or how, what, how did it? No, it was, it, it was so big that it took up the entire highway. And they, you know, they, they had, we were driving very, very slowly. They had, the, they had the wings cut off and everything, but the airplane was so big in itself that as they were transporting it, it took up, you know, the entire highway. And until the highway opened up right before I got to where I was going, it opened up into four lanes, and I was finally able to pass it. And I actually even tried to take a video of it on my cell phone as I was driving so that my boss would believe me because, you know, I was, I was late because I was stuck behind the miracle on the Hudson. <laughs> I remember that when they did finally transport it down from New York to Charlotte. That was a big deal, and there was a yeah. lot of... I, and, uh, well, I didn't watch the news. I was in school. I was busy, and I missed that until after the fact. But it worked, right? It, it worked. It was interesting, and I had no idea what was going on as I approached it, and traffic was breaking up. I was like, that's, that's an airplane. I, I think that's an airplane. And, yep, it was the miracle on the Hudson. Was your first thought that there was a plane crash in front of you somehow? Well, no, I, I, traffic was moving, and, you know, the plane didn't have wings on it. So, I mean, that would really be a miracle if that plane was, you know. <laughs> that would be. Moving yeah. right there. Well, but now no, you know it, why it would have crashed. It, it didn't so have wings. It was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. Definitely the strangest thing I've ever seen hauled on the highway, and definitely the strangest reason I've ever had to call off work. Yeah, appreciate the call. You can reach us at 844-4WW-SHOW. Thanks to those also contributing on uh, various forms of social media. David, uh, congrats, A, for using the word thrice in his uh, post (laughs) on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page. He says, I used to manage a Wendy's, and one of my employees had the same grandmother die three times. The third time, when she was out, her grandmother actually called the store looking for her and was quite surprised to hear that she was thrice dead. The employee actually showed up about a half hour later, very teary-eyed, and actually never used that excuse again. Which, to me, David, indicates that you did not can her for using that excuse the previous three times. Somebody bought it the second time. Hmm. And the third time until the grandma called. Until she called in. You don't fire somebody who's got a mother, a grandmother who comes back from the dead. Twice. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you know that's how a good hard point. that is to find? You know what? That's probably what happened. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Woody. That's uh, for once you've made a good point. Uh, Grace has posted on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page. I had an employee call in one time saying she couldn't make it to work because she had Ebola. I'm not spelling that wrong. Ebola is what she said. I guess some sort of cross between E. coli and Ebola. I don't know. Yeah, you can't. I mean, what are you going to say? That's a tough one. She did bring in a picture of a cup of bloody urine to explain it. (laughs) She wanted it. Hang on a second. Did she, like, print it out at home, or... Well, no, she, she obviously a took a picture of a cup that she had um, relieved herself in, you know, to prove that she had the right. Ebola. This is proof. How else are you going to do it? Next time, I'm going to need to see the actual cup. Actually, I'm going to need to see you go in the cup. I'm mm. going to go ahead and Google cup of bloody urine. Right. No, well, <laughs> that's you on you, then. That. It's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Terry says, I worked at a place where, as part of our job, we did a lot of typing, had a guy call in one time with sore knuckles. 
I've had that before. <laughs> Rubbed them raw. Just on one hand. All uh, right. I don't need to know any more about yeah! that. Thank you. 844-4WW-SHOW. Hank is up next. Hank, you're on with Woody and Wilcox. What's the excuse thing? My girlfriend, Janelle, she used to be a dog walker, okay? Uh-huh. Janelle, she's, she's, she's amazing. I'm just going to say that since she's probably listening. I love you, baby. You're amazing. <laughs> and, uh, well... We were both heading to work. She had all the dogs in her car as she was going to walk, and I was heading to work. And I got a call from her saying she rolled down the window and all the dogs jumped out. She rolled down so, the window and the dogs jumped out? Yeah, she had like eight dogs on the back of her friggin' car. And so I had to call my boss and say, hey, man, listen, uh, I can't make it into work today because my wife is trying to catch dogs in the middle of the road. I mean, it's easier than trying to catch Woody's mom. At oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Man, it took forever for you to get there. Hey, I couldn't wait. You know who stage. let the dogs yeah. out. Wow, <laughs> uh, really loud. I just spoke up, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, please don't, don't ever call again. <laughs> no. All right, well, you guys have a good day. Uh, oh, hold on. I'm coming, Woody's mom. <laughs> wow. It's been a while since we've heard from Hank. Yeah, yeah I know. Who literally ends every call with a Woody's mom thing. <laughs> that was a good one, though. I like that at the yeah. end. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's that, Charles? <laughs> the Woody and Wilcox Show. to find out what's weird out there on craigslist a little round of craigslist price is right is what we've got brewing let's see who we've got up to uh, compete looks like up first is alex good morning alex good morning guys How welcome going? i'm going good man welcome in taking you on will be chris what's up chris good morning guys all right y'all you know how this works woody has gathered some strange items we'll all try to figure out how much money people want for these oddities whoever gets closest to the actual price without going over gets the point woody what do we got for item number one it's a lifelike baby orangutan doll i have an actual bradford exchange newborn orangutan it's cute as a button I have a baby cradle that I set him in for looks. Lots of people come over and want to see my baby, not knowing that it's a baby orangutan. And the good news is, it's fake. It scares people sometimes, but it makes a great collector's item. I don't have room for it anymore, and it would make a great collector's item for anybody who likes baby days. I have no idea what it is. But it's a baby orangutan dressed up like a small child, but it's a doll. But it's lifelike, and it'll scare people. What in the hell? You go over here to buy this thing, chances are you're dying. So Woody, I'll note to the jury, is holding up a photo of a monkey in pajamas. Not a monkey. An orangutan. Sorry, an orangutan, or tan, as Woody is saying. Uh, Does it come with a crib or some other... Special effects to help you fool your friends? Nope, just the actual doll. 
And the comment was, don't have room for it anymore. Right. So this person has moved into a very small box. <laughs> right. Yes. Because that's about a, a foot and a half long. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I was understanding Mr. this. Mr. I live in a large house <laughs> with room for lots of baby orangutans. Sorry. I'm up to the roof now with stuffed animals. I just don't have any more room. Okay. Um, this seemed to be a homemade item, or what are we, no. what are we talking about You're here? You're asking a lot of questions well, about Well, I want to be able to bid properly. It's a profound professionally done, lifelike imitation of a baby orangutan. This person seems to have a, a high, I'm going to say $200. 200 Chelsea, what do you think? What? I will, I, we're going to do truth or dare on this. If this thing is $200, I will do something ridiculous. <laughs> You've okay? already done so many things ridiculous. Um, $30. 30 all right, so you're Alex? saying if it's over 200 what? What will you do? I don't know. What do you think? You guys uh, discuss it later. Alex? Uh, I'm going to say 31. 31? Okay, Chris? I'll go with 32. 32. Actual Craigslist price, $100. Still ridiculous. Nice job, Chris. All right, one for Chris, nothing for the rest of us. What do we have for item number two, Woody? Uh, thanks to James, who found this one, and it's one of those that we really enjoy. Somebody's looking to hire off of Craigslist. Nice. I'm looking for a large-nippled, large-boobed man. Oh, God. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Guys with pepperoni nipples. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Areolas large like silver dollars and or boobs, a.k.a. man boobs or moobs, or really puffy nipples are needed for a short video project. You must submit a picture of your chest. Your face is not required for consideration. That's it? I will pay you blank for your time in the video. It puts the lotion on when it's told to. <laughs> Put the effing lotion in the basket. Um, Precious. I just want to get past this moment. $50. $50 is the bid from Chelsea. Alex? Uh, I'm going to say $100. $100. Chris, what would you get paid last time? Uh, 51 51 All right. Uh, I'll say $1. $1. Actual Craigslist price for the puffy pepperoni nipple man. <laughs> Gross. $25. Yeah. Nice well, Cox... Don't be proud of that. Oh, come on. That's the way I uh, do it on all my puffy nippled chat sites. <laughs> all right. That's uh, one for me and Chris. Alex, you're going to need this one to stay alive. What do we have for number three? A 30-pound bag of worm turds. I have approximately 30 bags that are 30 pounds apiece of worm castings, sometimes known as worm poop or worm turds. It's it's an organic <laughs> additive for plants, lawns, and gardens. We're a mom-and-pop operation, and we enjoy selling these. They can stimulate plant growth faster than any fertilizer on the market. As little as one tablespoon of pure worm turds provides enough organic <laughs> nutrients for a six-inch potted plant to feed on for over two months. You just wanted to say turds. Yeah, are you kidding me? More than you could possibly imagine. Uh, it increased uh, pasture production by 130% if you grow corn by 250% and 300% for field peas. What about if I'm just growing nipples? Does it help with that? Please stop saying nipples. Worm turds on your nipples? <laughs> 
Uh, Alex, you are forced to go first on this one. The 30-pound bag, per bag price of the worm turds. Uh, I'm going to say $5. $5. Chris, what do you think? Uh, 30 $30. Actual Craigslist price, $10. Nice job, Alex! Oh, wait. Tied it up. <laughs> <laughs> Premature music button. Uh, that means it's one apiece, and we've gone to a tiebreaker round That's to decide right. it. Yes. What do we have for the tiebreaker, Woody? It is a one-of-a-kind signed print of a fat guy. This is your first and last chance to own a one-of-a-kind print. There are a limited run of 21 of these, and this is numbered seven. All other known prints were accidentally deleted. This was appraised by my friend at over $10,000. What? It is a picture of a large nude man using a computer, and it is signed Fat Guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Go ahead and cast your eyes on the picture. <laughs> oh, I've seen that guy. <laughs> yes. Right? You have. I have seen that guy. Yeah, why have you seen that? He's like an internet guy, right? Yeah. That that's that that photo floats around the internet. Very puffy nipples in the picture. I will tell you that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Somebody claims to have that official photo signed by the fat guy, but there's no name given. It could be anybody. I don't care. It just, just says signed just, by the fat guy. That's right. He doesn't have a name. His and, name never came out. And it was appraised by his friend at over ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like something weird is happening today. This can't be real life. Man, how was this a tiebreaker item? This should have been number one. We right. might not have gotten to this I, if these guys didn't tie. I had a lot of nipple stuff, so I had to use it as a tiebreaker. Again, please stop saying nipples. Well, Chris, you're going to have to bid on this. I don't know if it's good or bad that you get to go first. I don't think you could pay me enough. I'll have to say free. You're going to go free item on that one. Alex, what do you think? I guess I'm going to have to say $1. Enjoy $1. your win, Alex. Actual Craigslist price, $8,400. Wow. You shouldn't have let your pride get in the way on that one, Chris. <laughs> Just because you don't want a photo of a nude man signed doesn't mean that everyone else doesn't. Right. But it's oh, been fun, Chris. We appreciate it, man. You've still got your health, so there's that. Huh. Alex, nice job, man. Congratulations. Great day to get on the Craigslist. Find yourself a frightening baby orangutan to uh, scare your neighbors. A large-nippled man who may or may not work for you. A worm turd and a signed photo of a fat guy. (laughs) This is why Craigslist was invented. Uh, Amen, brother. You find something odd out there on the Craigslist, you send it in to Woody. And we'll use it next time on Craigslist Price is Right, whether it has to do with nipples or not. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, it's been an interesting couple of minutes. We uh, discovered when we chatted with a guy a second ago that he said when you call 800 4 show of course, our phone number here is 844-4WW-SHOW, and he said he accidentally called 800-4-WW-SHOW, and he said that that was a uh, sex chat line. We tried that, and it wasn't, and apparently some of you also tried that. And discovered, as Keep Charlotte Boring has tweeted at us, I just called 800-4-WW-SHOW, and I qualified for a free medical alert system. (laughs) So, (laughs) not exactly a sex talk line. However, it's been pointed out to us that when you call 1-800-9-WW-SHOW, that is, in fact, some sort of porn line. So, it's only a number off. How do we not know this all these years? I don't know. 
tempting to call it Woody on the uh, phone. Mm, so. Get it hot and wet <laughs> with the naughtiest girls around. Just sit back, relax, and whip it out, baby. Mm. Oh. Want to use another credit card? Are you ready for us to make all your secret fantasies come true? Yes. You can make our fantasies come true, too. We're here just waiting for you to call us at 1-800-HOT-SEX. That's 1-800-468-7300. That's not the number. That's the one I dialed. Call You're saying our number is one off from 1-800-HOT-SEX? How do we not know? No, no. If I could reach through the phone, I'd choke <laughs> your chicken. What? <laughs> now that's the phone. I think it's happening. The balls are getting wet in the umpire's sack. That's what I'm sure she was talking about, baseball. Choke your chicken. Uh, now, somebody else has pointed out that if you call one triple eight four ww show that that's some sort of chat line as well. And so that's actually the exact same number, just a different prefix. Bungie. It feels like somebody's taking steel wool and just going down the inside. Thank you. Welcome to America's Hottest Talk Line. Mm. Ladies, to talk to interesting and exciting guys free, press 1 now. Guys, hot ladies are waiting to talk to you. Press 2 to connect free now. Ladies, press 1 now. Guys, press 2 now. There's a lot of... What? Uh, what am I supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> There's too many instructions. I'm pushing buttons randomly. Oh, Why can't I feel it? Uh, I feel like I like the other one better. Get a little wiggly fingers with well, your lady friends. Chelsea, we ought to start one for you. What Easy you on the eyes and rough on the balls. <laughs> Kick it out of the backside, put it in my hands. You just start our own and just see if just that would be enough to keep guys putting their credit card number in. Press, Tell her to go eat her biscuit in the bathroom. Press four for this. <laughs> if it smells bad, don't eat it. Yeah. Is um, it strange and phallic and messy? Yes. I ripped one at a terrible time. There might be something to that, Chelsea. Have you ever considered that? I get my agent on the phone. Hmm. The carpet really needs a cleaning. Mm. <laughs> You may want to work on your banter, though. Okay. I am on the floor a lot. That, okay. that would work. That's where the power comes from, not from the boobs or the butt. Right. Big butt, big pay. Mm-hmm. I'm gagging. Okay. Who in the world can get it all the way through that hole? <laughs> See, I think you've got it. Back okay. Uh, front, front, no, 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 no touchy. touchy. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, it seems like there's a ton of people who have uh, siblings, and when you got siblings, chances are you have injured one another in some way. For my brother, the one that sticks out is the time that he chipped my shin with a ping pong paddle thrown at me. <laughs> then again, I, I'm apparently a Sally, according to a lot of these people. Who what, have... what you didn't mention when you were talking about that earlier is there? Uh, what's the remedy? Is is there any, or you just suck it up? Just basically suck it up. So now you have a missing. Piece of shin. Indentation in my shin. Oh, hope you can get through. <laughs> I feel like that well, was a little bit sarcastic. Well, I'll see you next Tuesday, Chelsea. Eight four 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 ww shows how you can get through. Looks like uh, Morgan is on the phone. He's got a story about her and her sister. Morgan, what's the story? We were fighting over something stupid, and she took a BB gun and filled the CO2 cartridge full. I changed them out. And took metal BBs, not the little plastic ones, and shot me multiple times. I have holes in my leg where they've sealed up after she had shot me multiple times. There seems and to then, be there's there's literally three other callers with BB gun stories. So. <laughs> BB, that's oh a big God. that's a big one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then she ran after me and took the ironing board and threw it at me, and it hit me in the eye, and I had a black eye for like three or four weeks. It was ridiculous. She threw an ironing board at you. Yeah, and the tip of it went straight in my face. (laughs) You know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge an ironing board. I mean, that's pretty impressive to throw an ironing board, honestly. Right. That's not easy. It's hard to get mad at her. Was it a full size? Like a college? Yeah. She had taken it off the wall, and I was down the stairs, and she just kind of launched it at me. Oh, I mean, so it's a it downhill makes, thing, yeah. It's because it's it unwieldy. Sense. It's cumbersome. Yeah. But I bet it stings like a mother <laughs> when it, it nails you in the face. <laughs> Quite effective. Uh-huh. If I had to choose between the ironing board and the BBs, I'd take the ironing board any day. Though. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you know, right. I don't think I would have chosen that, but thanks for the tip, Morgan. <laughs> that it is good awful. to know. Somebody right now may be deciding between ironing board or BBs, and that is going to come in handy. Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad I can help. Yeah, anytime. (laughs) 844-4WW-SHOW, the way that you can get through. At Woody and Wilcox on Twitter. You can even share some uh, on the Facebook page if you'd like. Way that you or your siblings injured one another. Michelle, what's going on? Hi. How are you? Um, I'm doing well. Um, so when I was five and my brother was eight, um, he had just gotten a set of golf clubs for his birthday and he was practicing in the front yard and he wanted me to move, but I refused. So he just swung and hit me in the head with a golf club and split my forehead open right above my eyebrow. Um, so I had to get stitches and it was a big fiasco, but, and then a week later, Um, we had this t-ball set that I got for my birthday and, um, it was those ones that, you know, the, the ball was attached to, to the actual stand. Mm -hmm. Um, well, he was waiting for me to walk into the room and he had it fully pulled back. And as soon as I walked in the room, he let go and smacked me in the face and split open my stitches. So I had to go back and get them re-stitched. Oh, he incarcerated yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> no no we're actually really good friends now but we didn't like each other too much when we were kids what club did he use on your face do you remember was he trying to get a loft on it or was he trying for a low line drive the wedge. You know, <laughs> i don't know too much about golf clubs so hmm. it was the long flat one i don't i don't know which one that is <laughs> right. Something, maybe, like a, maybe like a putter yeah, yeah. Maybe. Do you yeah. uh, do but, you have any brain damage, Michelle? Because obviously you make poor choices listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have I have gotten a few other stitches, so hmm. who knows? Yeah. Episiotomy. All right. Why would Woody. you? Come on. What's I'm wrong just with asking. you? <laughs> I just jerk. <laughs> see. What is you deserve to get hit with a ping pong paddle? <laughs> <laughs> and so much like, more, by the way. Right. Michelle, thank you for the story. Thank you. All right. Take care. Really? Why would that even like, come who, to your mind? Who goes there first? You're thinking about a woman in stitches. Isn't that what you think? No. <laughs> no. Apparently it is what Woody thinks. I can't deny that he does think that because he just said it. So. God. Oh, 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 oh. That's my response when you say oh, it. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie, you're on with Woody and Wilcox. What's your story? Um, when I was five, my brothers and I, I was five, one was six, and the other one was eight, and I, we convinced our mom to let us go to the park, and we were at the park playing, and we convinced these other kids to let us play with this toy airplane that they had, mm-hmm. and my one brother shot it and 
told me to run and catch it, and I the airplane turned, and I turned, and it shot me right in the eye, and I have been blind in my eye since I was five. Oh, oh my God! Wow! You win. Yes. Is that, is that a horrible accident, though, or malicious intent? No, that's that's an accident. It sounds like. I wore a patch on my eye from kindergarten probably until third grade. I've had to have six surgeries on it. I bet you have a kick-ass pirate costume, though, for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I've heard my whole life, use your good eye, Jeannie. <laughs> but now I can look across the room. I still have my eyeball. I can look across the room, and my good eye looks at a person, and my other eye can look at somebody off to the side, and I don't even know I'm doing it. <laughs> so it's a good fun trick to play at right. parties. Mm-hmm. It is, because people don't have any clue who I'm talking to. Because <laughs> I'm looking in two different directions. <laughs> I like that about you, Jeannie. When you when life deals you lemons, you make lemonade. That's, That's good right. stuff. Heck good yeah. Stuff. <laughs> and add some amaretto and have a yellow tuck. Yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> We're doing drink recipes now. Fantastic. Thank you, Jeannie. Call anytime. I like the cut of your jib. Like I said, as horrible as that is, I think that's classified more as an accident than the malicious throwing of a ping pong paddle into the ship. Well, I mean, maybe I felt bad for Jeannie, so we declared her the winner. I don't know. I feel like she deserves she something other than a drink made out of amaretto and lemonade. She didn't win anything. <laughs> no, but it's the, glory. it's the glory. She's played for the love of the game. Is that what you're saying? No no other reason for anybody to listen to this show. Um, I well, right. I, don't know. Yeah, I guess it sort of doesn't go with the grain of what we were looking for, but still. Way to end on a fun note. Well, you know, we do what we can. Do what we can. The Woody and Wilcox Show. I was uh, talking at the uh, bus stop yesterday to one of the moms who was out there, and apparently a PTO meeting happened, and one of the dads showed up wearing an FU t-shirt. I don't believe that the entire F word was spelled out. It was just sort of the F, you know, apostrophe, apostrophe, K, Y-O-U shirt. Uh-huh. And a lot of the parents at this particular parent-teacher organization meeting were upset. Was he making a statement or was it just that's his lucky shirt? Do we have any do, – what do we know about this guy? No, it wasn't like he was – He was, was um, he coming there with a beef? Like this damn right. PTO organization, I'll show them. I don't think so. I think it was just a, hey, I'm involved in my kid's life. And I'm going to go to the PTO meeting and, honey, make sure that my FU T-shirt is ironed before I go. So you think it's a conscious effort, but not necessarily one out of spite? Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. Honey, if it was a... where's my favorite FU shirt? I'm going to the PTO meeting tonight. <laughs> Maybe. I think it was more of the case that the dude works in a place where perhaps a T-shirt like that is fun, not uncommon. <laughs> And then you go, oh, oh crap, I've got to go to the PTO meeting, and oh. I didn't bring another right. shirt. I see. What workplace is that, like outside of Spencer's? <laughs> Spencer's reference. I mean, seriously. I don't even think they can wear that at Spencer's. I don't Hot Topic, maybe? No. Or maybe that's just the shirt he wears on Wednesdays, and it happened to be that the PTO meeting was on a Wednesday, so you just show up. He's got a Jesus tuxedo shirt for Thursday and a Suns Out, Guns Out shirt for Friday. Right? There's a difference between Suns Out, Guns Out shirt <laughs> and F.U. 
Well, maybe yeah. he has they are both shirts know. with slogans on them, yes. but one is maybe just a questionable choice, and the other is a lot more questionable. You don't know choice, that his I whole like. wardrobe, don't you? Those shirts. You remember the animals in different sex positions. There's so you're one saying shirt. he has no option. All of his shirts are fu no. shirts. No, I think what he's she's got saying, like every color. No, I think what she's saying is, and we all know this one person, right, who wears a shirt to make a statement. And every one of their shirts seems to be like, ah, although it's much more vulgar in its approach. <laughs> and they sort of wear those shirts as a point of pride. Well, right. And I, it's all about context and about where you wear it. When I was a bailiff, my judge would not tolerate stuff like that in the courtroom. But people would wear shirts like that to court. For those just tuning in, that is Woody saying, when I was a bailiff. Yes, that's correct. Added to the list of Woody's jobs. He was too fat to be a flight attendant. (laughs) But not too fat to be a bailiff. Or a caddy. What does that say about our justice system? Um, People would show up in Court court is a similar thing. Most people know that you should... Especially if you're the one on trial or right. whatever it is, you well, want to look nice. Most times, you know, wear was... your fu shirt with a collar. At least. <laughs> but it's hard to determine one person's appropriate is not the other, right? Because, like Chelsea said, there's a, it's like a, there's a, there's a scale. Fu I feel like is near the top of the inappropriate, whereas suns out, guns out is not near the top. Where does that's S just happens. a fun slogan? S happens. Is that is that okay? That's up above suns out, guns out. But below FU. How about Alicia, who tweets at Woody and Wilcox, I went to a kid's birthday party and one of the parents was wearing a shirt that said, <laughs> graduated with a cunnilingus degree. <laughs> I feel like that's still below the FU shirt, but it's way above in terms of not acceptable on the sun's out, guns out. Well, do you really want to explain cunnilingus to your five-year-old on the ride home? <laughs> do I ever? Yes. Boy, that Make seems it like sound it. like I haven't. <laughs> A444WW shows how you can get through. Let's talk to Danita. Danita, good morning. Uh, well, at my previous job on Fridays, we were allowed to wear our favorite collegiate or NFL football apparel. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we had a gentleman wear... Um, a South Carolina Gamecock shirt that said, you can't lick our (laughs) (laughs) at work. Yeah. Um, Well, well. (laughs) (laughs) He was sent home. I I think Steve Spurrier would approve. (laughs) Would you prefer you can't beat our (laughs) (laughs) Either or. One or the other. How about touch? (laughs) (laughs) Did you say he was sent home? He was sent home to change his shirt. Yes, they found that inappropriate. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Danita, we appreciate the call. 844-4WW show. Looks like Sarah is on the line. He's got a story for us. Sarah, what's your story? Um, I work at the mall, and we had a guy come into our store with his 7-year-old daughter, and on his T-shirt it had a picture of a sausage on a grill. It said, once you get my meat in your mouth, you're going to want to (laughs) swallow. Where where was this? Um, at the mall. At the mall with his seven year old daughter, Chelsea. Yeah. Was it was it for a restaurant or that was it? It was just just No, it was it was it. And one of the girls at the store asked him about it and he said his wife bought it for him. 
Oh, how neat. Wow, that sounds like a fun family. Oh, oh dear. Happy oh, anniversary. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the 10th is uh, gold and the 25th is platinum and what are the 13th is, is meat. the t-shirt that talks about swallowing meat. Yeah. Huh. Are you guys starting to believe that people just really aren't that smart or they're just not that funny? <laughs> how dare you, Chelsea. Get okay. off your high thing. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Sarah. 844-4WW-SHOW. Uh, Susan is on hold. This is one we haven't heard of either on Twitter or on Facebook. Susan, what's going on? You're on with Woody and Wilcox. I um, used to work with um, an older hippie type guy, and he would wear a shirt um, that said, I like to eat my honey raw. And you say you worked with him? Yes. <laughs> what kind of work did you do? Um, it was a print shop. Oh, not beekeeper. Okay. <laughs> no, not, not beekeepers, no. Did uh, his honey ever walk in like walking funny? <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be interesting. Quite interesting. And I think somebody may have said something um, one time, and he put a very thin white T-shirt over the top of it, but you could read it like there was nothing you know, nothing covering it. But, I see. Um, yeah, everybody got a good, um, a good giggle out of it. And um, the other I saw was I love semen, spelled S-E-A-M-E-N, with a picture of a sailor. But I think the point was made. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> Woody has the same shirt. <laughs> Except it's spelled differently. <laughs> the Woody and Wilcox Show. Grab Krista there. 844-4WW-SHOW is the way that you can get through. Hey, Krista. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. What's your story? Okay, so a good friend of mine, it's around Christmas time, and we're at a friend's house drinking, um, and we're drinking wine, and she's wearing tights and a dress, and mind you, she's kind of a big girl, um, and she goes, the wine bottle's sitting on a coffee table in the center of the room, and after a few drinks, I guess she decides to sit down on the edge of the coffee table. Well, she sits down on the bottle of wine, and the wine bottle breaks. Of course, cuts through her tights and literally cuts herself from one hole to the other. Ah! You know, um, that's not a strange reason to go to the ER. I think that's that's why the ER was invented. All right. Well, I think the worst part is that nobody could drive, so we had to call an ambulance to come oh. get her. And I can just like imagine the stories that the EMS workers were telling afterwards because she's wasted and like screaming and she had to get stitched like i think she got like 17 stitches or something oh my god oh yeah Duh. yeah i'm sure Did her you guys... boyfriend wanted her to get 20 stitches all right <laughs> she told me not to tell anybody she's like promise you won't tell anybody and i'd, I'd called probably like 17 people before she got to the hospital well, you just told six more <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story what's oh. her name <laughs> that's something that would happen to me it could have been me yeah or do you often sit on wine bottles? I don't know. I don't know. It was great. What, did you have to apply pressure until the ambulance arrived? Oh, no. Absolutely okay. not. We just let her bleed out. Get down there and suck the venom out? Woody. <laughs> That's a snake bite, you oh. idiot. Oh, Cry it out uh, loud. The wine bottle couldn't sustain it. I don't know. I don't know if a human hand could. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, you're a good friend, Krista, and wow. that's what we like about you. Was yes. there any wine left? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was red wine, so that's probably hard to decipher. Uh, all right. Okay. I've heard plenty. I hope we're invited to the next party. Yeah. Krista, I'd like to thank you for the story. 
Absolutely. Have I don't know if day. I can, but I'd like to. <laughs> uh, now, while that was a fantastic story, Woody's right. That's not a weird reason for going to the emergency room. That's a weird injury, right? There's two different things. Right. That's an, incre- an incredibly crazy injury. But a good reason to go to the ER, as you mentioned. I'm looking for the thing where you go, no one would believe that you went to an ER for this reason. Right. Casey on line two, he, he got an arm stuck in a tire machine. Th- go to the ER. That's a crazy injury. I might want right. to hear that, but that's a good reason to go to the ER. Right? right. That's not the same thing. There are weird reasons for going to the ER like a zit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody goes, you went to the ER for a zit. You go, I know that's weird, right? Somebody goes, you cut yourself from hole to hole. You went to the ER? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> right? You see the difference? That's what I'm talking yes. about. For me, it's not that far of a distance. <laughs> 844 four, four, I don't know what that means. 4WW show, the way to get through. You can get your strange ER reasons in. Uh, thanks to Steven, who emailed in, when I was in high school, I had a zit on my forehead. I tried to pop it, and a couple of days later, it got infected, and my eye got swollen shut. I went to the doctor, and she said that if I would have waited a few more days, it could have potentially killed me. Well, that would have sucked, Stephen, no doubt about it, but then we would have had a new phone-in topic. Uh, craziest, re- craziest reason that you died mm-hmm. at eight four 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 WW show. Joanna has a story that I don't think is right down the pike, and yet I still want to hear it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, what's the story there that you got? Okay, so my best friend, his dad had ordered these super magnets, where you know you can put them on each side of your hand, and they'll stick together. And they were so they were trying their hands, their legs, their ears, and everything. And he's like, well. Let me see if they're magnetic through my junk. And they were, but then they slid down and clamped. And um, all of his, you know, he was trying to get it off and everything. And the whole reason he had to go to the ER was to get them off because he couldn't pull them apart with pliers. Well, they had to get two big male nurses to come in. And finally, I think after like an hour, they were able to pull them apart just enough to get him out. So let me see if I've got this right. You have a friend whose dad put super magnets on his junk. No, 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 no. His dad owned the super magnets. They were just messing around with, like, him and his buddies were probably drunk. And they were like, hey, let's do something stupid. But he did put them on his junk. Yes. Right. How else are you going to make it more attractive? Um, and And I'm curious how you know the story. Were you there? No, but it, it's kind of one of those, we were all drunk telling drunk stories, and that one came up. That one came up. One day my dad had magnets on his junk. On the no, top? actually my friend. My friend's the one that had magnets right, on his Right, right. No, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Um, the top part or the bottom? The bottom. Hmm. Would that be more funny, painful? Though, is that everybody in the hospital was like, wait, I want to see this. What are you talking about? I want to see this. I want to see this. So he had, like, everybody coming into his room saying, wait, I want to see what this looks like. I want to see what you're talking about. I guess if you did say, hey, I had to go to the emergency room yesterday. Oh, really? Why? Magnets. That would be a weird reason. So I'm going to say that that one fits into the mold of weird reason for the emergency room, not just a strange injury. Magnets on my penis. (laughs) Has he recovered? (laughs) He has. Yeah, from what I hear, he has a scar. But no misshaping so, happening. No. 
Way and to put in from what I hear, because if you'd have just said, I don't, he doesn't have a scar, then that would have been creepy. Right. To me. Anytime he gets a boner, he points north. All right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, Woody. Woody, you are done. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Guys, then. I love you. Oh, thank Thanks. you. We love Thanks you more you. than ever after that story. <laughs> The Woody and Wilcox Show. Okay, I have a quiz for you, Wilcox, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that I recorded on my phone. Can you tell me what this is? <laughs> that is... That's a large bird. I was going to say someone's killing a goat. Somebody is killing a goat. No. Somebody's tickling a cat. Somebody's tickling a cat. That's a horrible guess. Chelsea, jeez Louise, no. I'm going back to the bird. That is a woman laughing. Nope. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's like a parrot or something. You and I were at the same party Saturday night. I didn't see that. No, you didn't see it, but I was in the garage talking to somebody, and out of my the corner of my ear, I hear, <laughs> and I immediately begin looking around for the fire alarm going off. I don't know exactly what's going on, and I see a woman laughing, and there's probably 10 people around her, mouth open, like, oh my God, that's your laugh. And as more attention is focused on her, she sort of starts to have that nervous laughter, like, oh, my God, there's a lot of attention now coming to me. It it just sort of caused it to continue. (laughs) You hear people going, is that her laugh? You hear somebody go, now that you looped it or something, obviously. No. That's one continual noise. You hear people going, that can't be real. You hear it right at the end. Somebody actually says that. But it went on so long in addition to how odd it sounds. That can't be real. And it is. And I was like, this is the most awesome thing. She's like, oh, I've been teased about it my whole life. It seems like it's indicative of some kind of medical condition. Like there's something missing or added like in the breathing apparatus that one is making that sound and then allowing her to go on for an extended period of time. (laughs) It sounds like something is broken. Yes. Yeah, there may be an issue. You think there's an issue with this woman's life? I don't know. Maybe. You'd think you'd want to get it checked out, right? It's like it's, the asthma of the life. What are you talking about? I'd like to I'd like, you, I'd like you to check this out. <laughs> you hear it. It just take doesn't a sound human. Right no, it, doesn't. it doesn't. Is it different? Yes. Is it awesome? Absolutely. It sounds like somebody has a bad set of bagpipes and is trying to fire them up, like really squeezing that bag really hard. And that's all that's coming out. But they they're not blowing it right.
Brandon says, I have a female and a male friend who both have severe laughs. Same style, but more aggressive. So apparently this is more of a thing. He's the third person to say that they know somebody who laughs just like that. I've never heard that ever in my life. And what would more aggressive mean? (laughs) That'd be more aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Or punching you while they're doing it. Is it hereditary? Did you talk to this woman? I mean, is it hereditary? You don't. You don't inherit your laugh from your parents. But one like that, maybe you laugh just like your great grandfather laughed. You could. I don't know. I mean, what are the other explanations? Do you think it's something that you can control to certain to a certain extent? No. That you could work on over the years, like an accent. Like the next time I genuinely laugh, I'm going to work on something. Did you Did you work on your laugh? If it sounded like that. You sound critical. I think it's an no, awesome laugh. No, I think it's very... But, you know, it just seems like something that you could kind of train your body to do. <laughs> oh, I see the high horse has arrived. <laughs> yep. By the way, over the weekend, someone developed... I think it just started over the weekend. There's now a Twitter account called Chelsea's High Horse. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, someone has started a Twitter <laughs> account called Chelsea's High Horse. And a matter of fact, they just tweeted... It's a medical condition because I know everything. Is that what Colbeans? Is that even what I said? I believe no. you did say something along I those lines. It. Yeah. You guys are just taking everything at face value. Do you not wonder how these things happen? Charles would like to get it as a ringtone. Oh, my God. Thanks to Patrick, who says, you guys need to YouTube the dad at the comedy barn for a good laugh. And apparently it's a video of dudes who got called up on stage to be part of some sort of act. And the one guy they discover has a funny laugh and they Mm -hmm. put a microphone in front of him for the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, this show may be over. I don't know if there's any dirty words in here or not. <laughs> that part doesn't even sound real. It looks real. <laughs> See, I'm one of those that if you've got a unique laugh like that, that should be celebrated. It's awesome. That's Porky Pig, is it not? That is good, Patrick. I don't know how I've never seen that before, but that's fantastic. It's a good way, right? It's a good way to get rolling. Just play weird laughs? Just weird laughs. That's all we're doing. You're certainly not going to laugh listening to us. (laughs) We have to find audio of people actually laughing at something else to uh, get that on the radio. Woody and Wilcox. The Woody and Wilcox Show. I don't know when it started, but in my mind's eye, it was about uh, 15 years ago when corporations started going with the team building exercises. 
And if you work in a corporate environment, chances are you've been forced to go on some sort of retreat or you had a meeting where there was uh, an over-caffeinated person who came in and was like, yeah, okay, we're going to get everybody working together and we're going to be a cohesive unit. And I'm gonna, It was like Tony Little on crack. And he wasn't selling you a gazelle. He was selling you team building. (laughs) Do you see the look on Chelsea's face when he said he's referencing Tony Little, the exercise guy who sold a product called the gazelle? Yes, exercise. Exactly. So don't don't get confused by that. If you've ever had to go through that and had a wonderful experience, eight four 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 WW show. I bring it up because there's a dude in Japan who. He's the CEO of the company, and he takes his team on a team-building event, mountain climbing. Because, let's face it, the people that you're spending you know, 40-plus hours a week with, you want to then sleep in a tent with. And then go through an excruciating mountain climbing experience with... On a mountain that has killed more people than Mount Everest. Huh? Because nothing builds teamwork in the corporate environment like, let's take a dump in a plastic bag and then sleep out this blizzard. Would you ever, if the corporate memo came down and was like, Wilcox, you need to pack your bags, get a tent. And we're taking the Woody and Wilcox show, and we're going camping together. And they camp on a mountain that's killed more people than Everest. That's right. They actually climb the mountain. In the business world, the only thing that I think I've really been scarred by is having to sing We Are Family at, at corporate gatherings when I worked for Family Dollar. Oh, I forgot mm. about that. <laughs> I've told that story before. Yes. I don't. That, and do you ever go to one of those camps in school? Like, we went to Rock Eagle in the sixth or seventh grade, and had to do those team building exercises even then where you get 12 people and you're all forced to stand on a four by four piece of wood for 12 seconds. You got to figure out how to get everybody on there and be silent about it or something. It's sort of like baby shower games, but with yeah. more mm-hmm. consequence. Yes. Or here's, there's one yeah. where you had the trust fall. Did you have to do that? Yeah, trust what, fall. But that's different. You're right. We did that same thing at, uh, what is it, fifth grade when you go but off I to camp? I feel like it's the same kind of activities. I could see an employer telling me to, you know, get on a log with my, my coworkers and get in order by birth date, but without speaking. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's the same right. kind of thing. <laughs> right. How, how does that make me, you know, we're supposed to communicate with our eyes or something like that. I'm obviously scarred by those events from the sixth grade. And right. if I had to do it as an adult, I would probably quit. That's what I, I agree. I don't know anybody who outside of like the CEO who thinks it's a good idea. Who's like, yay, let's go on this team building event. I just and it, it scares me in the fact that. As we progress through these years of these team building, it, it's gotten away from trust falls and it's gotten away from just going to a cabin in the woods. And now it's climbing deadly mountains together is the only thing that is going to bond these people together. I see. So you're saying it gets, you know, you have to continue to push the envelope. Right. But I don't think that would happen in America. People are too afraid to push the envelope because of lawsuits over discrimination and Good Loss point. of consort and whatnot. There's too much risk there. Loss of consort. <laughs> well, I can't climb a mountain. I, was... I may lose consort. <laughs> well, I, well, Is I'm it out. that crazy? Somebody would no. use that? Okay. No, you're right. It's not crazy. Nobody would allow that mm-hmm. to happen in the corporate have, world now have, because of lawsuits. You're right. right. I have asthma. I have dry eyes. I have 
water lips. I can't do outdoor activities. <laughs> I'm allergic to mountains. Any of those. And you can't, you know, hey, you that's a thing. Somebody. I have mountain allergies. You, uh, look it up. I mean, they can't argue, right? HIPAA laws so. and things of that yeah. nature. You couldn't get away with it. Look it up. I can't. That's right. You're not allowed to. <laughs> 844-4WW show. Looks like uh, Brian has got something for us. Brian, you're on with Woody and Wilcox. What's your story, man? Hey, um, I don't know if this is what you guys are looking for, but uh, we actually had to go go-kart racing for team building you know, exercise, uh, which sounds like a lot of fun up until the brakes go out in my buddy's car and he goes crashing into the wall and ends up uh, breaking his neck and uh, cracking a vertebrae. And yeah, it was not, not good. And this was at a work event. Yeah, so what's bad about it was, you know, like, since it's a work event, it was, you know, he, he had to file workman's comp and all this other stuff, you know, while he was recovering. company had to pay for his medical bills. I mean, all sorts of stuff. Wow. That, uh... Oh, I bet. I wonder if somebody lost their job over that one. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. So it makes you wonder, yeah, you're going to go hiking on a mountain. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, what happens if you get hurt? Well, what happens if something happens at one of our team building events where we're supposed to go to like this outdoor center with rappelling and hiking and stuff and people drink excessive amounts and then do God knows what? It's bound to happen, right? Oh, you guys are screwed. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if it was like if we went, I imagine somebody cut that dude's brake lines, right? Somebody who didn't like him at work and was like, oh, watch what I'm going to do here. You've been yeah, watching too much know. ID channel. Are, are you like Angela Lansbury <laughs> like, right now? Going? Are you going murder? She wrote <laughs> right. on us. I just, I just feel like you know. Think of all the people you work with, and then if you were in a situation where you could but, somehow alter the, the now, rest. I of don't understand. If we was... did a go kart, somebody would cut my brake. That's what I'm saying. And I'm staring at the two people right now who would do it. Yes, but you wouldn't know he was going to choose that car. It just must be the fault on the part of the go kart company or something. We'd fill yeah. your gas tank with pumpkin spice lattes. Stop it. Oh, we're sorry. We still have a, a listener on the line as we do this, right? So, did somebody lose their job over that? Do you work for a big company, small company? It, no, it's a big company. I mean, nobody lost their job, but they don't do any team building exercises like that anymore. Yeah, I gotta imagine it's you should paying out lawsuits and stuff <laughs> like that with people breaking their necks during a team building exercise. Thanks to uh, Jody, who may or may not work with us, who tweeted in <laughs> at Woody and Wilcox. Oh, I shouldn't say. Uh, I should have left her anonymous. Uh, her name rhymes with Jody. Uh, she says, kind of like the time we went to the Whitewater Center and I almost drowned because I fell out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. very similar to that. Yeah. Right. Something that rhymes with Jody. The Woody and Wilcox Show. If you've ever had a, a run in with your neighbor that made things a little bit awkward, I'd love to hear your story. My neighbor up the street comes home to find out. His next door neighbor is out there with the leaf blower. And most people, I think when they're blowing leaves and stuff like that, you know, they blow it into a pile. Maybe you rake them up and put them into a bag. This one was a little bit different. His next door neighbor was blowing leaves into my friend's yard. Like blatantly, just like, I'm just going to hose them all over into your side. <laughs> Fantastic. Tip of the cap, enjoy. And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, oh, um, just getting some yard work done. Since you've got a gardener, I thought it'd be okay for me to just blow the leaves into your yard, and your gardener will take care of it. 
Somebody in your neighborhood has a gardener. Well, well, you talking about somebody who comes and what picks up leaves, like a lawn that sort service? of thing. Yeah. A lawn service. Okay. That's what I think of as a gardener. Okay. I, 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 they're not living on the property. Right. right. There's a little man out there who prunes your bushes <laughs> yes. early right. in the morning. Somebody who comes by once or twice a month and you know collects leaves and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yard debris. Correct. Mm-hmm. But have you ever thought, well? They've got somebody that comes by and I don't, so why don't I just go ahead and blow several thousand leaves into my neighbor's yard? Why not have the whole neighborhood do that? Hey, we'll all chip in. We'll have one guy have a service that collects leaves, and then we'll all blow all of our leaves into that guy's yard. That makes that actually would be sense. That would be some sort of cool thing to do with your neighbors, I feel like. In this case, though, when it's not uh, something that you've agreed to, then that's, you know. No, that w- are you guys thinking That's like about saying, this? hey, you run a gas station, so I came over last night and siphoned the gas out of your car. I figured you'd be able to get it cheap at your place. So <laughs> That's exactly we what I We all good? Thinking. Sweet. Yeah, I don't know that that works. I'm still picturing people from like seven houses down blowing all their leaves into one guy's yard. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fun A visual? guy comes home and there's just like a, <laughs> just right. covered. 50 feet tall mound of leaves. Or what about his yard waste guy who shows up that one day and is like, holy <laughs> Where's the tree that did this? What happened here? But I think on the spectrum of neighbors doing things to other neighbors, we've talked about this in the past. Sure. We've had this topic, and it's always kind of a fun one. So feel free to join in at 844-4WW-SHOW. Things that people have had neighbors do to them or witnessed neighbors doing, you know, a couple of leaves in a guy's yard is probably not the pinnacle of that problem. I want to talk to James. He's online for James, what's up, man? How you doing this morning? Doing well. What's your story? Uh, I was about 15 years old, and uh, the neighbor down the street from us, about four doors down, drove the exact same truck as my father's. And one night, one Friday night, it was about 10, 11 o'clock, we was up watching TV and seen a light out in the driveway underneath my dad's truck. Come outside, uh, come up to the window, and I look, and my neighbor is under my father's truck. And I come out the door, and he took off running, and apparently... His truck had broke down, and he was underneath my father's truck trying to steal the shifter linkage off the transmission to fix his truck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, usually the neighborly thing to do is uh, you ring the doorbell and you say, hey, do you have an extra shifter linkage to that truck? <laughs> and if so, yeah, could- if we give him an extra three minutes or so, he would have had it completely off there, and we would have never known it. Wow. How did it go from there? Did you uh, follow him down? How did that work out? Oh, we called the cops, and it was never the same between us again. You know, we didn't have them over for cookouts anymore, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would would understand that, yeah. Can I borrow a cup of linkage, please? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Wow, that is a uh, he's got a set on him, man. That's a, that's an impressive move. Well, you can't do it in the yeah. dark. You got to have a light on, right? <laughs> yeah. What got him though is because when he took off running, he went around the side of the house, and the motion sensor shut off the light, so it was clear, clear as day. We knew who it was, and mm-hmm. he had the exact same truck as my dad's. <laughs> that is crazy. That's one I've never heard, man. Yeah. That's one I've never heard. Appreciate the story, James. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Love listening to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. 844-4WW shows the way that you can get through. Joe's on the line. Joe, what's your story, man? So uh, my, my son a couple months ago was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I kind of let my uh, yard get out of control. Um, you know, we live in uh, one of those neighborhoods that's got a homeowner's association, and, you know, people uh, people get a little a** whenever it's not uh, 
maintained properly and um the backyard was not up to my neighbor's standard so he actually came over snuck in my backyard to mow my lawn because he thought it looked so so crappy and he you know he couldn't stand it anymore and in the process um a rock or something kicked up from underneath the lawnmower and busted him in the nose and you know he went Terrassing back over to his house. <laughs> things, things, things have not been the greatest between me and him since then. How bad was your yard? Right. I mean, like, give uh, me yeah. like a height level on the grass. Uh, we're talking a good three feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you are that nightmare I, neighbor, I, man. I, Congratulations. I kept, the, I kept the front maintained, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, the back uh, got a little out of control. And, uh, you know, I was uh, eventually going to take care of it. I did not plan on uh, uh, this guy doing that. Uh, you know, he threw the word lawsuit out, and I was like, what the hell were you doing on my property? <laughs> right. That's a, that's the first thing I thought. Is he going to sue you? But then he was trespassing. I'm like, what the hell are you doing on my property? Go fix your nose. Get the hell off. <laughs> Were you guys not friendly before? Because I think like a a normal neighbor would be like, hey, you know, I know you've got stuff going on with your family. Don't worry about it. I'll just take care of it for you. And, you know, I'll do it when I do mine. No, it wasn't like that. This guy is one of those, uh, you know, pompous uh, jerks that that just wants every, you know, every neighbor to have everything completely up to code. And if it's not, then he's going to call the homeowners association and he's going to make sure something is done about it. Those people yeah. are fun. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Garbage garbage uh, was picked up on Tuesday one day, and my garbage can was still out there on Wednesday, and he called the Homeowners Association on me. One of those guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I know those guys. Yeah. Joe, we appreciate the story, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, you guys have a great morning. I uh, love listening to you guys. Thanks, man. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Play it happened in Florida. Uh, Woody and I, of course, are going to share three stories here real quick. Real, uh, all of them are true. Uh, one of them happened in Florida, and you have to spot that story. It's that easy. 844-4WW-SHOW. Here's Woody with number one. For those of you who have had your house or your apartment broken into, you know that feeling you get when you come home and you realize that a stranger has been going through your stuff. Terrible. It's a horrible feeling. And I can't imagine what it's like for the woman in story number one who came home and believed that not only somebody had broken into her house, but had committed a lewd act onto her bedding. She came home to find that her door was open and that there was a stain on her sheets. A lewd act? They believed, or she did, that a man had came in and possibly pleasured himself onto the sheets. She called the cops. The cops came out. CSI comes out and confiscates the uh, the bedding because obviously there's DNA left behind. Maybe we've got ourselves some sort of rapist or sexual offender of some sort that we can track him down. Oh, oh, all right, oh, not you appropriate. Know what I'm about. Oh. <laughs> Now, after six weeks, she gets the information back that the stain on her bed sheets was not uh, bodily fluids from a human. I but, love semen. No, it wasn't that. It was that her cat had vomited on her sheets and that she called 911 after leaving her door open. The cops showing up to say, oh, we did find out what the fluid was. It was cat vomit. 
but the house had been robbed. Or no, did the cat just destroy the house and then vomit on the bed? Apparently, she's got one of those indoor-outdoor cats. It's free to come and go, and she left her front door open. The cat came in, barfed, leaving the stain behind, and she Um, panicked. There had to have been some other damage, right? She didn't just call 911 because of a wet spot on her bed. There were no signs of forced entry, and the police believe that she just accidentally left her front door open. (laughs) Why are... What in the hell? Why are you guys missing the main point? I've seen cat vomit, and I've seen other things, wow. and they don't look Why the don't you same. go back to your home on Whore Island? Tilly, tell us more well, about that, Chelsea. I don't know what the cat was doing the night before, but... <laughs> well, it's interesting no matter what, Woody. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Story number two, by the way, uh, something I'm sure we've all had to go through a time or two. You're out eating at a restaurant, and all of a sudden the manager comes and clears everybody out, everybody in the entire restaurant, and tells you that a rat has run up somebody's pant leg and stolen a French fry right out of their hand. Now, before you go, that seems impossible. I own pants, and I don't understand how a rat could run up my pant leg And then get to my hand. I don't know the answer either, but I will say the story is not 100% BS because the restaurant owner says, we haven't fully confirmed that a rat ran up someone's pant leg. However, there were at least two rats in the restaurant at the time, and therefore they decided to close it down for a night. Neither one of them are talking. Was it you? (laughs) Did you run up the pant leg? I never went up a pant leg, man. I just ate cheese. I went in a hole. The whole thing was kosher. Uh, was it Florida is the question for you. 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's got the third and final. Here's a pro tip if you're planning on stealing $2,000 worth of designer clothing. Um, don't leave your cell phone behind in the dressing room. And also make sure that you do your Kegel exercises so that you don't have the leaky bladder. That's a lot of information. I know. Don't I know. leave your phone and don't have a leaky bladder. That's right. The woman in story number three has been arrested for stealing more than $2,000 worth of designer clothes. She left behind a puddle of her own urine and her cell phone. Okay. Fingers crossed that she's got one of those waterproof cases or she, uh, she's not only going to be behind bars, she's going to be without a cell phone. The 27-year-old is now behind bars. Hopefully she's got the old otter box. 844-4WW-SHOW. I don't know what kind of box she's got. Who do we have up first to take a stab at this thing? Roger, all three stories are true. What do you think? Which one went down in Florida? Let's go to number three. Story number three. The old Florida shoplifter busted uh, at the Ann Taylor outlet. Is that the one for big girls? No, no that's Lane Bryant. Oh. But, uh, that sounds like drunk behavior to me. Uh, Miramar Beach is where that one went down. And story number two, not even in this country. And we really need to work on it more so that we can get rats that will climb up your leg and get to your hand and eat a French fry. <laughs> England is where that one went down. And England is also where the cat vomit was mistaken for a bodily fluid from a human. Cat vomit is very different in England. Mm. It's a whole European. There's a translation okay. there and a, some sort of exchange rate. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. confusing. The Woody and Wilcox Show. You see the exciting news that Bill Murray was inducted into the Golf Caddy Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that and exciting is the way i would describe that news yes i almost didn't sleep last night really mm-hmm. you're just so excited your heart was going pitter pat you're yep. thinking to yourself my god today's the day i learned that there's a 
Caddy Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'd say, you know what? It's a tough job. It's a, well, it, it's a legitimate job. And for those that uh, reach the high levels, it's a pretty big deal. Having said that, yes, I would never have known there was a Caddy Hall of Fame. <laughs> It's like a, is it a physical place or is it just a like a, sort of, hey, you know, you have such a storied career. You are somewhere enshrined, you know, in the record books as a caddy in the Hall of Fame. Or is there physically a building that you go to? Uh, Golf, Illinois is where it's located. Golf, Illinois? The name, the of, name the of the town, town is Golf. It's in the state of Illinois. Kids? Screw Disneyland this year. We're going to the Caddy Hall of Fame. Was was that there before the Caddy Hall of Fame, or they named it golf after putting the Hall of Fame there? I don't know the history of golf, Illinois. I apologize, oh. Chelsea. I maybe I should have done my due diligence and I feel like uh, so Bill Murray as a uh, <clears throat> as a Caddyshack cast member gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is that it? Well, he and his uh, brother, Brian Doyle Murray, who wrote Caddyshack, were actually caddies at Indian Hill Golf Club in their hometown in Illinois. And mm-hmm. that's where they sort of loosely based the stories that uh, that eventually became but the Harry- movie Caddyshack, not Caddyshack 2. Carrying some guy's bag, excuse the phrase, does mm. not necessarily make you a caddy. That's like... It's probably offensive I'm to sorry. actual caddies. Are you upset that Bill Murray has been inducted I into the Hall seems, of Fame? It seems kind of uh, what about what, what he did for caddies. He put like, them on the map. <laughs> it's like a kid with a newspaper route getting inducted into the Mailman Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? No, no, I don't feel like that, that makes that's sense. That's a horrible analogy. <laughs> he worked and was a professional caddy. He was paid for his caddying services. Okay. Well, then we'll just have to agree to disagree. I'm sure that's not why they inducted him. They inducted him because of caddy. Yeah, it's kind of an honorary yes, doctorate or whatever exactly. they give away. He's right? done good things for golf. He's always out there at the charity tournaments. And sure. He brings a lot of fans in, I think. So, that I mean, it makes sense. You know, I was a pro jock at one time. No. A I what? I uh, was a professional caddy on the Hooters tour. I did two rounds with a guy. What, did you like win a silent Some auction and you got that bit. thing? It's not nothing. No, it was what, our time out of radio. I, my buddy's like, hey, you want to earn some cash this weekend? Carry a guy's bag. Is that when they wouldn't let you be a flight attendant? <laughs> you weren't too fat to be a caddy, but you were too fat to be a flight attendant. Is mm-hmm. that it? You know, I don't like it when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> you brought this upon yourself with That's your correct. holier than thou. Oh, you know, I used to be a caddy. Ooh, oh, so ooh, I'm well, I'm just saying I'm eligible for the Caddy Hall of Fame and you're right. not sucking. That's great. You're eligible, but will you ever get in? You know what? No. There, there may be a weight limit for the Caddy Hall of Fame. Though. <laughs> so even though you aren't too fat to caddy, you may be too fat to be celebrated. Okay. <laughs> Show. So we're talking about the odd things that a neighbor has in their yard. This is your opportunity to sort of share it with the world. I, it's not going to make that thing go away, probably, whatever it is. But 844-4WW-SHOW is the way that you can share your thoughts with us on the phone. Uh, I had an issue with the across-the-street neighbors uh, a couple years ago because they, for some reason, had the trampoline in the front yard, and I thought that was really trashy. Mm. They had a backyard. Why you got to have the trampoline in the front yard? Let everybody enjoy it. No. No. You move that around back. I don't want to see it. You were complaining about a trampoline? Well, you know I live in a progressive neighborhood, Woody. I'm just trying to, you know. (laughs) Calm down off your high horse. (laughs) Look at me. I'm Chelsea. I'm anti-trampoline. Come on. I love a trampoline. So you're anti-fun? Is that what it is? No, I love a trampoline. But when people are riding by, you know, cut your grass. 
Make your house look presentable and make sure you have a trampoline in the front yard. How many murders have happened in your neighborhood? <laughs> Just in the time that you've That's lived not there. fair to That's Chelsea. Fair. It's only like two. One wasn't in the neighborhood. <laughs> Technically, the street. he was My on the God. outskirts of the neighborhood. Get rid of that trampoline. Well, but you know what? To Chelsea's point, it probably was because of the trampoline. Somebody was. Everybody knows that as soon as you drive through a neighborhood with a trampoline in the front yard, somebody's getting killed. 844-4WW-SHOW. What's the odd thing that you wish your neighbor would get rid of that's in their front yard? Uh, thanks to those of you that are chiming in on the social media. Jacob has rung in on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page. My wife is a teacher, and before we met, she lived in a, a small house next to the middle school that she worked at. Mm. Uh, she lived across the street from a student, and that student's parents were both amateur wrestlers. Oh, that's fantastic. They had a full-sized wrestling ring permanently set up in the front yard. Hell yeah. Every Friday night, they'd have, quote, neighborhood wrestling bouts until the sheriff's department shut them down. (laughs) What's wrong with that, Jacob? (laughs) See, you start with the trampoline. Next thing you know, there's people wrestling in your front yard. Really? You Mm -hmm. think that's it? It's sort of a gateway drug to a wrestling ring? Yep. That seems wrong. 844-4WW-SHOW is the way that you can get through. Joe is online, too. Joe, good morning. Hey, how you doing, guys? It's Joe from New York. I've called dozens of times. Hey, Joe from New York. Welcome back, man. All right, so this is definitely a Long Island thing. So you're talking about people that have weird stuff in their lawn. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Long Island. And about, I don't know, maybe four or five blocks from my house, there was this guy who was like a devout, I guess Satanist would be the way to put it. And uh, what he did was he would like hand draw all these like pamphlets on how to like do evil. (laughs) And he would plaster them to the wood slats on his front of his house. And there were thousands of them. The whole house was covered with them. And then he would put flags on the front of his lawn and designate it as a minefield. So nobody would, like, run on his lawn or go read his pamphlets of evil. And he, like, blacked out all his windows, he had pentagrams, like, painted on the on the driveway. Just beyond insane. It was, like, wow. totally awesome. Wow. He, I, he was that guy in the neighborhood, I guess. <laughs> How oh, awesome no, was it to trick-or-treat there? <laughs> uh, that was, well, we all did. I mean, everybody tried to, and he would never come out. But, like, if you, like, tried to run on his lawn and, like, kick over his little flags and stuff, because there were no mines. He would come running out like a Tuscan Raider and start screaming like, couldn't understand us because you didn't know if he was on drugs. Like, he was so completely out of smoke. Joe, thank you for that Star Wars reference. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I made my the only way to describe it. Like, he literally was just foaming at the mouth with his hands above his hands, just like completely incoherent. So is it, this was when you were a kid, right, or no? No, man. This last time I drove by that house, it still had everything on it. I was probably just in my 30s, so I'm 36. Like, this went on, like, my whole life. Like, okay. This wasn't, just, wow. like, this wasn't just a couple of days. Like, I, I don't know if the guy is still around there, but they it was so ridiculous, man. He would draw them with, like, Sharpies, or sometimes they were even in crayon. It was, it was I guess whatever he could find to draw a pamphlet of evil with in his house, he put it on the house. Sure. Pamphlet of evil. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> a great band name. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like go to school and kick your teacher in the shin. Or like when you're driving past church, sit on the lawn. Like it was just like wow. all this weird stuff. And it was, I don't know. 
Well, I want to go see it. I really wish like I had like a book of all of them because they would have made an awesome tabletop book. Well, next time you're back up there visiting whatever, Joe, we need pictures, okay? Can you send some I will try some, to some find it, down? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. All right, man. Thank you so much for the all call, right. Joe. Hey, no problem. Love right. calling you guys. All right, buddy. 844-4WW-SHOW. We are pamphlet of evil. <laughs> <laughs> we are not free enough to be book of evil. That's right. <laughs> we are just enough to be qualified as a pamphlet. <laughs> Light reading of evil. <laughs> we will do moderately evil things, not nearly as evil as a book would be. <laughs> Looks like Andrew is on the line. He's got a story for us. Andrew, is this uh, uh, about your house, your neighborhood? What's the story? Yeah, it's actually my parents' neighbor's. He has a rock in his front yard that looks like a penis and testicles. <laughs> <laughs> he placed it there, or was that just a natural occurrence? No, he, put, he purposely put it three feet to the side of his driveway. So you, your, your assumption is that he knows it looks like a wang, and he thought that'd be funny? I don't think. The bad part about it. The bad part about it is he's my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> well, is he trying to tell everybody that a d- lives in that house? <laughs> I don't know. I just think he likes big rocks. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Better or worse than the trampoline, Chelsea? In your opinion? <laughs> I'd have to see it first. You'd have to. It, would you move the big wang around back? <laughs> Front okay, back no no, no, no touchy. touchy. <laughs> Back okay. Front no no touchy. Because Chelsea was complaining that her neighbor had a trampoline in the front yard. Uh huh. And so uh-huh. that's why I was asking. Shagging balls. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know why you were asking that. It looks like a shriveled up bush. But at what point do you realize you're like, hey, honey, look at that rock. It looks like a giant wang. Let's put it in the back of the truck and take it to the house. <laughs> Move it right next to the driveway for crying out loud. That's a two handed job. <laughs> well, he said, uncle, there may not be an aunt involved, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I. Sure. That screams to me of a man who lives alone. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I'm going to say, right? Don't you think, Chelsea? You think a yeah. dude who lives alone wants a giant wang-shaped rock? In I his feel house? like of all the odd things that Chelsea talks about, for example, with her baby daddy, she'd probably draw the line at uh, penis in the front yard, don't you think? Or is that not right? You Depends think? on what exactly we're talking about. <laughs> all right, okay. But yes, I don't. That's that's definitely a backyard item. How badly do you want to touch it? <laughs> I want to see it for sure. <laughs> oh, you do? I definitely want to see a picture. He just likes big rocks. That's a two-handed job. Mm-hmm. Quite sure. 844-4WW shows how you can get through. There has to be diligent follow-up on the back end. Yeah, no kidding. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Have you guys seen the video of the 12-year-old in Taiwan who tripped over, uh, a? I guess it was supposed to be a protective barrier to a $1.5 million painting and put his fist right through the actual canvas. I've not seen. There's Uh video of it? There is video of it because obviously when you've got a painting uh, and you've got it, it's valued at $1.5 million, you've got security cam footage of this particular area so that if somebody tries to steal it, you know, who stole it? The good news is the uh, kid is on this guided tour, and so he sort of is glancing over his shoulder and he's listening to the tour guide and doesn't notice this barrier, trips over it, falls towards the painting, and to brace himself, puts his fist against the wall and right through the painting. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, Sounds fantastic. That's though. awful. You ever screw up to the tune of 
tearing open a one and a half million dollar painting. I don't think anybody's ever done that. That's a uh, that's sort of a once in a decade type thing. They say it uh, it will be repaired. It's already in the process. That they have experts who are you know meticulously going back through to make sure that it's as good as it was before the kid put his fist through the three hundred and fifty year old painting. Whoopsie. I mean, there's a bunch of people around. It's not like he tried to get away with it like, nah, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. You may not have ruined a million and a half dollar painting, but maybe you screwed up somehow at work where you're like, ah, I was driving a, a backhoe that was $100,000 and I swung it into a power line. <laughs> My bad. Our intern, Zach, drove a station vehicle through the optometrist at the Walmart. You remember that story? I do, yes. Mm-hmm. That's I don't funny. remember that one. How do I not know that story? Because you don't remember anything. Yeah, he drove right through the glass door of the of the vision center at the Walmart. Yes. With the station vehicle. He was like backing it in for an event and was like, mm-hmm. accidentally hit the old accelerator. Whoopsie. Right. And then they shipped him off to Kansas or wherever he is now. Nebraska. Nebraska. Never to be heard from again. 844-4WW-SHOW. I'd love to hear. It's not going to compare with, you know, tearing a 350-year-old $1.5 million painting, but I'd love to hear how you screwed up big time. <laughs> Let's talk to James, who's got something for us. James, what's up, man? What's your story? Hey, how's it going? Hey, I just wanted to uh, tell you guys that uh, I really hate you so much because it makes me listen to your radio show every morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're a masochist. Yes. <laughs> Hey, um, yeah, so uh, years ago I was in Marines, and uh, I used to test aircraft when we put a new engine in. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time, one it was late at night, we put it in a what's called a hush house, like a huge garage. And uh, so I had one of my guys who took off uh, some, some of the panels of the aircraft, and I had to do this long run and we had run it run the engine up to full power to to test it and that and uh so i was running it and uh i noticed something out of the corner of my eye after i you know started running the the, the engine up and i was like ah, i don't know that something doesn't look right so i i stopped and i looked at it well we sucked a bunch of screws up into the engine now, I'm not and... familiar with aircraft. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> uh, not not a really good thing. Uh, it tends to, you know, run around in the engine and destroy everything. It's about a million dollars worth of damage. Sucked screws into the engine. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the so... punchline to a joke about Woody's mom, but I'll let that go. <laughs> I'm not going to say that out loud. So what happens to someone like yourself who are, are you held responsible for something like that? And then what happens? They wanted to uh, take some rank away from me, but I was one of the only ones that was qualified to do what I was doing. So they couldn't really do that. Well, S- sort many- of qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I was, uh, I was I was pretty qualified at tearing things up. Apparently, <laughs> fantastic, James. We appreciate the story, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks for your service, yeah, man. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Thanks. You ever uh, seen any video of that when a jet engine sucks something into the uh, into actually, it like that? 
that sounds horrible. It's interesting that you said sounds horrible, Chelsea, because that's what I was getting at. The sound is just amazing. Here, I've got some video for you. Is that where you're going? I thought you were going to go here. (laughs) Either one are acceptable. I'll allow both. Oh, oh dear. Thank you. (laughs) It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. Everyone in this room is now dumber. Not for a second have I even dwelled on the fact that the show's over. I don't, um... It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I don't uh, think about it. I, I try not to think about it, and therefore I, you know, don't. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Because it's a very healthy way to deal with something that is very, ultimately not that important in the long run. It's not, not, uh, not important at all. The Woody and Wilcox Show.